Chapter Ten of the Scarecrow of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Ten, narrated by Gesine. The Scarecrow of Oz, by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Ten, Pon the Gardener's Boy. It was Button Bright who first discovered, lying on his face beneath a broad spreading tree near the pathway, a young man whose body shook with the force of his sobs. He was dressed in a long brown smock and had sandals on his feet, betokening one in humble life. His head was bare and showed a shock of brown curly hair. Button Bright looked down on the young man and said, Who cares anyhow? I do, cried the young man, interrupting his sobs to roll over, face upward, that he might see who had spoken. I care, for my heart is broken. Can't you get another one? asked the little boy. I don't want another one, wailed the young man. By this time, Trot and Cap'n Bill arrived at the spot, and the girl leaned over and said in a sympathetic voice, Tell us your troubles, and perhaps we may help you. The youth sat up then, and bowed politely. Afterwards he got upon his feet, but still kept wringing his hands, as he tried to choke down his sobs. Trot thought he was very brave to control such an awful agony so well. My name is Pon, he began. I'm the gardener's boy. Then the gardener of the king is your father, I suppose said Trot. Not my father, but my master, was the reply. I do the work, and the gardener gives the orders, and it was not my fault in the least that the Princess Gloria fell in love with me. Did she really? asked the little girl. I don't see why, remarked Button Bright, staring at the youth. And who may the Princess Gloria be? inquired Cap'n Bill. She is the niece of King Crawl, who is her guardian. The princess lives in the castle and is the loveliest, sweetest maiden in all of Jinxland. She is fond of flowers and used to walk in the garden with her attendants. At such times, if I was working at my tasks, I used to cast down my eyes as Gloria passed me. But one day I glanced up and found her gazing at me with a very tender look in her eyes. The next day she dismissed her attendants and, coming to my side, began to talk with me. She said I had touched her heart as no other young man had ever done. I kissed her hand. Just then the king came around a bend in the walk. He struck me with his fist and kicked me with his foot. Then he seized the arm of the princess and rudely dragged her into the castle. Wasn't he awful? gasped Trot indignantly. He is a very abrupt king, said Pon. So it was the least I could expect. Up to that time, I had not thought of loving Princess Gloria, but realizing it would be impolite not to return her love, I did so. We met at evening, now and then, and she told me the king wanted her to marry a rich courtier named Googly Goo, who was old enough to be Gloria's father. She has refused Googly Goo thirty-nine times, but he still persists and has brought many rich presents to bribe the king. 
On that account, King Kroll has commanded his niece to marry the old man. But the princess has assured me time and again that she will wed only me. This morning we happened to meet in the grape arbor, and as I was respectfully saluting the cheek of the princess, two of the king's guards seized me and beat me terribly before the very eyes of Gloria, whom the king himself held back so she could not interfere. Why, this king must be a monster, cried Trot. He is far worse than that, said Pon mournfully. But see here, interrupted Cap'n Bill, who had listened carefully to Pon. This king may not be so much to blame, after all. Kings are proud folks because they're so high and mighty, and it isn't reasonable for a royal princess to marry a common gardener's boy. It isn't right, declared Button Bright. A princess should marry a prince. I'm not a common gardener's boy, protested Pon. If I had my rights, I would be king instead of Krell. As it is, I'm a prince, and as royal as any man in Jinxland. How does that come? asked Cap'n Bill. My father used to be king, and Krell was his prime minister. But one day, while out hunting, King Fierce, that was my father's name, had a quarrel with Krell, and tapped him gently on the nose with the knuckles of his closed hand. This so provoked the wicked Krell that he tripped my father backward, so that he fell into a deep pond. At once Krell threw in a mass of heavy stones, which so weighed down my poor father that his body could not rise again to the surface. It is impossible to kill anyone in this land, as perhaps you know, but when my father was pressed down into the mud at the bottom of the deep pool, and the stones held him so he could never escape, he was of no use to himself or the world than if he had died. Knowing this, Krell proclaimed himself king, taking possession of the royal castle and driving all my father's people out. I was a small boy then, but when I grew up, I became a gardener. I have served King Krell without his knowing that I am the son of the same King Fierce, whom he so cruelly made away with. My, but that's a terribly exciting story, said Trot, drawing a long breath. But tell us, Pon, who was Gloria's father? Oh, he was the king before my father, replied Pon. Father was prime minister for King Kind, who was Gloria's father. She was only a baby when King Kind fell into the great gulf that lies just this side of the mountains, the same mountains that separate Jinxland from the rest of the land of Oz. It is said the great gulf has no bottom, but, however that may be, King Kind has never been seen again, and my father became king in his place. Seems to me, said Trot, that if Gloria had her rights, she would be queen of Jinxland. Well... Her father was a king, admitted Pon, and so was my father. So we are of equal rank, although she's a great lady and I'm a humble gardener's boy. I can't see why we should not marry if we want to, except that King Krell won't let us. It's a sort of mixed-up mess, taken all together, remarked Cap'n Bill. But we are on our way to visit King Krull, and if we get a chance, young man, we'll put in a good word for you. Do, please, begged Pon. Was it the flogging you got that broke your heart? inquired Button Bright. Why, it helped to break it, of course, said Pon.
I'd get it fixed up if I were you, advised the boy, tossing a pebble at a chipmunk in a tree. You ought to give Gloria just as good a heart as she gives you. That's common sense, agreed Cap'n Bill. So they left the gardener's boy standing beside the path and resumed their journey toward the castle. End of chapter 10